it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hope you had a great weekend and for you dads out there, hope you had a great Father's Day. Today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works Plumbing is awesome. Again, I've talked about some of the emails that I have received from listeners of the podcast saying, hey, thank you so much for referring us to New Works Plumbing. I called them. They were great. They did a great job. Thank you very much. And I love to get that type of feedback. Trust me on this for your plumbing needs and repairs. And remember, their expert technicians are available 24-7. Just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. I've talked a lot on my rants about karma, and I wanted to spend today's podcast talking about karma. I'll ask you, do you believe in karma? Do you think karma is real? I feel that there is a right way and a wrong way to go about business, to go about your life. And in sports, I firmly believe there is a right way and a wrong way. And that's why I talked about Derek Carr last week on one of my rants talking about his contract and how no one put a gun to his head. And when he puts his name to paper, he honors his signature on a contract. And I just thought that was so darn refreshing. You know, you just look at the last couple of months in professional sports and with everything going on right now in the NBA playoffs, it made me think about karma. You know, I'm looking at the Atlanta Hawks who were a fifth seed in the East. And on March 1st, they fired their coach, Lloyd Pierce. And Rick Carlisle, the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks, and also the head of the NBA Coaches Association, he came down hard on Atlanta and gave what I think was an absolutely ridiculous, embarrassing statement. Not only did he call Lloyd Pierce a great young head coach, he said that the move by the front office to fire Pierce was insane. But he didn't stop there. He talked about all of the great things that Pierce did in the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia for social justice. And then he went even further and talked about voting rights and how he was instrumental in helping Georgia go from a red state to a blue state, which is quite remarkable considering that Carlisle coaches in a very red state of Texas. But I hate talking about politics. Anybody that knows that or has listened to me over the years knows how I feel about that. 
But isn't it interesting when you talk about karma that Rick Carlisle, okay, who made that statement back on March 1st, didn't make it out of the first round of the playoffs after having a two games to none lead and a three games to two lead and lost both game six and game seven. And isn't it interesting that Rick Carlisle is no longer the coach of the Dallas Mavericks as he handed in his resignation a, a week ago. Now, I've always been a big fan of Rick Carlisle. And I will tell you right now, if I owned an NBA team and I had a coaching vacancy, he'd be the first guy that I would call. He did a marvelous job at Detroit. He did an incredible job at Indiana. And he won a championship in Dallas. As a coach, I'm a big Rick Carlisle fan. His success speaks for itself. But he was way out of bo- way out of bounce with his comments back when the Atlanta Hawks fired Lloyd Pierce. And if you believe in karma, again, the Atlanta Hawks are playing in the Eastern Conference Finals and Carlisle's team lost in the first round. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he's no longer the coach of the Dallas Mavericks. You want to talk about karma? Look no further than the Brooklyn Nets. Do you want to start with James Harden or do you want to start with Kyrie Irving? You know, why don't we start with Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving is, in my opinion, a disgrace to the National Basketball Association. I've made myself very clear on my rants that I could not root for Kyrie Irving if he played on my favorite team. I just couldn't do it. His absolute disregard for his responsibilities as a professional athlete, violating his contract when it comes speaking to the media, and then making callous, absurd remarks about why he doesn't speak to the media as if the media is not important, as if he doesn't have to, as if he has better things to do. This is somebody that also took three leaves of absence from the Brooklyn Nets this year. The first one in January. You got to remember, the season did not begin in December until December 23rd. And what did Irving do when he came back from his first leave of absence? He just talked about how he needed a break. Needed a break, really? Then he left two other times. And what happened to Kyrie Irving? Ankle injury, not able to be a participant in the Brooklyn Nets series against the Milwaukee Bucks when they needed him most. And where are the Brooklyn Nets today? They're on freaking vacation. And where's Kyrie Irving today? He is on vacation. And now he can take as many leave of absences as he wants. He can do what he wants because you know what? There's no more basketball for Kyrie Irving for a long time. And you know what else? Irving doesn't have to worry about speaking to the media because there are no more media obligations. Not that it mattered to Irving, who, again, with a callous disregard for his responsibility. All right. We saw it at the All-Star game. We saw it during the year. The guy is a disgrace, in my opinion. He is, I don't want to say he's everything that's wrong with professional sports, but he's certainly on the poster of athletes that when you look at why TV ratings are declining in professional sports, Kyrie Irving's picture will be right on that poster. Then his teammate, James Harden. Again, if you believe in karma, just look at James Harden. Go back to the beginning of the basketball season, right? 
when training camp opened in December. Where was James Harden when his teammates and new coach, the new coach, was in Houston getting ready to start the season? Where was James Harden? He was in Atlanta at a party for a rapper with no mask on, just having a good old time and flaunting himself on social media. Was he with his teammates in Houston? Nope. Why? Because he thinks he's better than everybody else. He thinks that he can just go to the beat of his own drum, make his own rules. So when Harden got his lazy ass to Houston, he had to quarantine. Again, he was shown in a public venue in the middle of the pandemic with no mask on. And so after he got done with quarantine and he could join his teammates, he was out of shape and he was overweight. Then what happened? The season started, and James Harden played like crap. He made comments to the media that were not very flattering towards his teammates. He forced his way out of Houston. The Houston Rockets traded him, and he played very well in Brooklyn. Shocking how he went from playing awful and not giving a damn to all of a sudden showing up in Brooklyn and playing very well. But the guy was as unprofessional as one could be while playing in Houston in his final year. And yet, he talked about how much he loved the fans and the city and how appreciative he was. And this is a guy that complained constantly when it was because of him and nobody else that the Rockets couldn't get over the hump and make it into the NBA Finals. It's because James Harden can't get the job done on the biggest of stages. He peed his pants in Game 6 and Game 7 when the Rockets were up three games to two against the Warriors. He couldn't put the ball in the freaking ocean. And there are many other instances of Harden melting and crumbling in the franchise's biggest games. And so when he looks around and wants to know where the help is, the Rockets did everything in their power to give James Harden help. But the reality is Harden failed the franchise miserably in the biggest games. Just go look up the stats yourself if you think I'm exaggerating. And what happened in the series against Brooklyn? Yes, he re-aggravated the hamstring. But I've been in professional sports for a long time. I haven't seen guys with hamstring issues that are really bad be able to play 45 or 48 minutes, 46 or 48 minutes, 50 out of 53 minutes. I haven't quite seen that because I don't think it's possible. Now, do I think that James Harden was 100%? No, I don't think he was 100%. I don't think that most players at this juncture of the season, are 100%. Do I think that Harden's hamstring could have affected his shooting? Could have, yes. But what happened in that big game seven at home against the Milwaukee Bucks? Where was James Harden? He made two of 12 from beyond the arc, and one of the threes was a prayer with the shot clock winding down that he banked home. Typical James Harden, vintage 
James Harden. When you need him the most, he's not there. Where's James Harden now? He's with Kyrie Irving. Maybe not next to Kyrie, but he's with Kyrie. He's on vacation. You know what I call that? That's right. I call that karma. Because you know what? There's a right way and a wrong way to go about being a professional. And when you're James Harden, you did it as badly and as wrong as can possibly be done. And when you're Kyrie Irving and you're one of the league's marquee players and you sign your contract, and in the contract it tells you what your media obligations are as bargained by your union, the Players Association, and the NBA, and you violate that, and not only do you violate that, but you throw it back in our face as if we're the bad guys, as if we're the ones that are bothering you and meddling in your life. And yet, you just go on and do what you want because if you get fined $15,000, doesn't matter. It's like taking a quarter out of my pocket. If you get fined $25,000 by the league, it's no big deal. You laugh at it because $25,000 doesn't mean anything to you. And that's the problem right now that I see in a lot of these sports is that the salaries have gotten so absolutely ridiculous that finding a player, 20000 25000 50000 it's like finding you and me five bucks, you know? It's not going to destroy our lives. not going to have an impact. There's just something that is so out of whack right now. So out of whack. And then I go back to Kevin Durant. And I look at Kevin Durant and how marvelous he was in the series against Milwaukee, right? And, you know, I've done a lot of rants on Durant this year. He's very sensitive. He's overly sensitive. I mean, there are so many instances of him getting into it on Twitter, whether it was with Michael Rappaport or whether it was with Jay Williams of ESPN. And we can go on and on and on. And, you know, I'm not going to make the analogy of karma with Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant did everything in his power to get the Brooklyn Nets over the Milwaukee Bucks. You couldn't do any more than Durant did. His Game 5 performance at Barclays was one of the great playoff performances in NBA history. And he did everything in his power in Game 7 and, quite frankly, just flat out ran out of gas at the end. Now, I can't really knock Kevin Durant for how he played in the playoffs. If anything, I give him props. And I give him props for the way he stayed on the court after game seven. And as hard and as devastating of a loss as that was, he was a sportsman. He was a freaking professional. Unlike that gutless James Harden who walked off the court, was seen all alone in the tunnel, heading to the locker room. Just there's no substance to James Harden. There's no professionalism, in my opinion, to Harden. Yes, he plays hard. Yes, he comes to play. For that, there is professionalism. But I think you know what I'm getting at. There's just more than playing. There are obligations. There's a right and a wrong. Go watch the Stanley Cup playoffs and watch the players beat the hell out of each other for seven games and then line up at neutral ice and everyone shakes each other's hand in the traditional line skate. That's just the way it is in hockey. And if you think that the players on the teams that shake hands are in love with each other and there's no animosity and there's never any hatred, you're wrong. 
But you know what? They do it anyway. You know why? Because that's the tradition of the sport. But you have Kevin Durant doing it one way. And I've been very critical of Durant. Anybody that's listened to me knows how I feel about Durant. I thought he took the easy way out and going to Golden State. He didn't do anything in Golden State that impressed me. Yes, he was a hell of a player, but I already knew that. Winning a championship in Golden State meant nothing to me. It really didn't. Big deal. They were already good. They already won a championship before you got there. So what did you do? I mean, really? Like the, the Warriors wouldn't have won without you? They would have gone out and got somebody else and probably would have been just as good. We'll never know that. But the reality is Durant took the easy way out. You know, if Durant could have propelled Brooklyn over Milwaukee and then would have been able to get that team into the NBA Finals without that head case serving and with James Harden melting on the biggest of games, that would have really meant something to me. But we'll never know. It didn't happen. But again, it's not Kevin Durant's fault. It's not Kevin Durant's fault. But again, I want to get back to karma. Do you believe in this? Do you believe in karma? Do you believe that there's a right way and a wrong way to go about your business? And do you believe that James Harden went about it the right way or the wrong way? Do you feel that Rick Carlisle overstepped his boundary as the head of the NBA Coaches Association? Not only talking about Lloyd Pierce being a great young head coach, but how he was instrumental in voting rights and having Georgia become a blue state. What the hell does that have anything to do with coaching? And isn't it interesting that that great young head coach, and you know what? I don't know Lloyd Pierce. I don't have anything against Pierce. He may end up someday being a tremendous NBA head coach. But he's far from it right now. And if you look at the difference in the Hawks between March 1st and now and the job that Nate McMillan has done, how freaking bad do those remarks look from Carlisle back on March 1st? And again, Carlisle's team lost. He's out of the playoffs. He's no longer the coach of the Mavericks. I talk about karma. Something else I want to talk about on today's podcast. Charles Barkley made a comment about how he's probably going to be out of TNT at age 60, which is two years from now, because of cancel culture and basically how damn sensitive our society is getting. Talked about how he had been uh, brought in and they had a talk about he's going overboard on the air making reference to the comments about women in San Antonio. And Barkley said, Jesus, you can't even talk anymore. I did quite a bit on this on a rant last week talking about Kevin Hart and his comments on cancel culture. Really is unbelievable where our society is going. It's unbelievable that you have people that comb through people's social media accounts to try to find things from 10 years ago, 15 years ago, from when social media began, without taking into account someone's age, I mean, or background, or it's just absolutely so freaking sad. And I understand where Charles Barkley is coming from. And I get it. I mean, if you're Barkley and you have 
the ability to live life however you want, and you've done your job a certain way, and that show, which to me is the best sports show on television, the NBA on TNT, and that show with Ernie Johnson, who is as good as any studio host that I think has lived, and I really mean that in his generation. And you look at the chemistry with Kenny Smith and Shaq and Charles. That's what you get on that show. You know, it's like if you tune in to listen to Howard Stern, you know what you're getting. You know, if that's not what you want, don't tune in. It's America. You know, you're free to make your choice. You know, if you're if you're offended by kind of off kilter, if I can use that term, or I'm not really sure what adjective to describe Charles Barkley, but you know, Charles and Shaq, that's what they do. Those are the type of comments they make. That you know, look at their backgrounds. Look at what they've done for their fellow man. Look at all of the things that Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal do for charity and people of all races and religions, and I can go on and on. And now we're just getting completely, we're going to cancel these people or we're going to make it so they can't joke anymore on TV. Again, my solution is very simple. Don't tune in. Don't watch the NBA on TNT. Don't watch the studio show before and at halftime and after the game, if that type of stuff offends you. So I wanted to mention that, you know, Charles was the first guest that I had on my podcast. Charles actually called me after I lost my jobs. He didn't have my number. He reached out to me and he called me and we had a nice talk. And I don't want to share too much of that conversation because I don't have permission. I didn't ask him if I could share it. But I will share one thing. And I'm not doing this to be self-serving. I'm not doing this to pat myself on the back, but I'm doing this to make a point. He said to me on the phone call, and again, he didn't have my number. He said, I have never heard a bad word about you from anybody. And I said, you know, I really appreciate that. Thank you. And he goes, no, no, no. I'm not just telling you that. I'm serious. I've never heard anyone say a bad word about you all the years I've been in the NBA. And I said, man, I really appreciate that. And I see Charles every summer up in Lake Tahoe at the Celebrity Golf Tournament. He's so real. I see what he does off camera to people, people that he's just meeting for the first time. I see his charitable endeavors and everything that he does to put smiles on people's faces. It's genuine. He doesn't do it because he has to do it. He does it because he has a huge heart and he wants to. And so when I hear Charles Barkley make those comments, I get it. Why go through that? Why deal with that if you don't have to? If you can't be yourself, then go do something else. And if TNT, and and it's really not TNT, but if our society is not allowing Kevin Hart to be the comedian that he once was, if our society is not going to allow Charles Barkley to make his comments knowing full well that it's only to get a laugh, it's not meant in reality and seriousness, 
about the women in San Antonio. Where do you want to go as a society? Do you want to just cancel everyone that makes a comment that you don't agree with? Do you want to just cancel everyone that makes a joke that you find offensive? How about freaking relax? How about chill out? How about worrying about things that are truly important? All right? Charles Barkley's jokes and getting people to laugh, that's what you're worried about? Because maybe it's not politically correct? Maybe because it's not socially correct? Maybe because you find it offensive. So are we going to live in a society where every time someone is offended, there has to be a crisis and someone has to be canceled and that's not allowed anymore? Think about that for a minute. Think about that. But I wanted to spend this podcast today going back to my opening statements about karma. I'd love to know if you agree with karma. If you listen via Apple Podcasts, it's very easy to leave me a comment and rate the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. You can hit me up on my social media account at Grant Napier Show on Twitter. And still to come on my podcast, I got my Crowd Ultra Q&A. I've got my rant. But I really hope you enjoyed some of my thoughts and my words today on karma. Time to move on to Crowd Ultra's Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, sign up. It takes a minute. Maybe I'll answer your question right here on my podcast. Brandon wants to know, how much of a mentor was Jerry Reynolds to you? I don't consider Jerry a mentor. I consider Jerry a great friend, somebody that I have been so blessed to have in my life. One of the first people that I met when I moved to Sacramento. And I will just say that my life has been a lot better because of Jerry Reynolds. My broadcasting career as an NBA TV announcer was as enjoyable as anything that I could have ever imagined working alongside Jerry. Jerry is in a class by himself. He is the best. I love the man. Didn't really consider him a mentor. I just considered him my buddy, my broadcast partner, my, I mean, and even to this day, I talk to Jerry once, twice a week. I love Jerry. Jake wants to know, can we expect the Suns to be contenders beyond this season? Well, you know, Chris Paul has had a big impact, and look at what happened. He doesn't play in game one, and they still win. I think so, because I think now that they're uh, near the mountaintop, they'll be able to go out and get free agents when they need to. So, yeah, I do. I absolutely do. Tyler wants to know, do you think starting this week there will be more offense in baseball? Great question, Tyler. Yes, I do. I think that now with pitchers not being able to use foreign substances, or at least I don't think they're going to be able to use them, uh, the ball should be easier to put into play, and I think baseball will be more enjoyable to watch. Very good question. Yes, I do. Keith wants to know with... Carlisle and Donnie Nelson out and Dirk hired. What do you think the Mavs are exactly doing? Fabulous question, Keith. But what I think they're doing is I think they're doing everything in their power to make Luka Doncic a Maverick for life. That's what I think they're doing. I think everything is about Luka Doncic. And I really do. Crazy wants to know, hello, Grant. I have a very, very, very important question for you. 
Do you agree with what the round mound of rebound has to say about the women of San Antonio? You know what, Crazy Larry? I think I covered that in the podcast a little bit earlier. T wants to know who's the winner in the Kemba trade. I'll let you know in three years. Sean wants to know, did you hear that RG3 had one of the best analyst auditions Fox or ESPN has seen? I did. I really did. And if that's the case, I can't wait to hear him and see him because he'll be hired and good for him. You know, he had a rough career in the NFL. Injuries were a big part of that. But yeah, I did see that. Well, and because of that, I'm very, very anxious to hear him. Will wants to know, why would the NFLPA create a rift with players? There's a lot of pressure going on right now with COVID and the pandemic, and they have created a rift with their players, Will. There's no question about that. A lot of the players in the NFL are pissed at uh, DeMore Smith. Very upset. Neil wants to know, should fines in pro sports be more costly? You know, they should. I touched upon this uh, a couple of moments ago, but this is all bargained within the players associations. But yes, I absolutely do. I really do. Uh, Julian wants to know, isn't it crazy the Yankees have turned three triple plays this season? Very odd indeed. Now if they could just start winning games on a regular basis, uh, that would be better. Justin wants to know, what impact has James Jones had on the Suns? Well, look at where they were and look where they are now, right? They're on the, they're on the right cusp of getting into the NBA Finals. Who would have ever thought that? Steven wants to know, are the Mavs doing all they can to keep Luka? You know, Steven, I touched on that in a question earlier on this Q&A, and I think that's exactly what they're doing. Reed wants to know, why do you think the Jazz fell apart? You know, I think not having Mike Conley and his issue, um, not having a really tremendous perimeter defender, I think those things really hurt them, Reed. I really do. All right. Charlie wants to know, any idea why Carlisle resigned? You know, he was there for a long time, Charlie. I just think coaches have a shelf life with a certain organization. There may be more behind the scenes with him and Donnie Nelson. And um, uh, more will come out on this story, Charlie. We're going to find out more about why uh, he exactly resigned. That is our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Again, just go to CrowdUltra.com. It's time for Brent, 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 Brent. Today's rant is brought to you by the Home Theater Company. For your audio, video, and home theater needs, just go online, hometheatercompany.com. So Sunday was Father's Day, and I was out with my son and his girlfriend, and we had a fabulous day. And then I was able to get back in time to watch the final nine of the U.S. Open, and I was all excited. I was looking at the leaderboard, and I'm like, man, this is going to be the greatest nine holes. And I'll tell you, that was uh, – seriously now, have you seen worse golf from the world's best golfers than you saw on Sunday, the back nine at Torrey Pines. How does Bryson DeChambeau, <coughs> excuse me, shoot a freaking 44, a 44, <coughs> excuse me, on the back nine at Torrey Pines? How about Brooks Kepka not being able to make a putt and he's right there? How about Roy McElroy falling apart? And you know, you really got to give a lot of credit to John Rahm based on what happened at the memorial a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, in my podcast, I talked about karma. Karma can work in other ways, too. And you know what? This was karma for John Rahm because he handled himself as a consummate professional with a six-stroke lead after the third round at the memorial and getting uh, told as soon as he's walking off the green. And he could have handled it a lot differently. But you know what? He was all class. 
He was complete class, and he was a professional, and he took it like a man. And you know what? Karma was on his side yesterday. Karma, or on Sunday, I should say. Karma at Torrey Pines was on the shoulders of John Rahm. And when he made that birdie putt on 17 and made the birdie putt on 18, you just kind of felt that karma was going to work in his favor because of the way he handled himself at the memorial just a few weeks ago. But that back nine was an absolute embarrassment for golf. Don't tell me that the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines is a hard course. I already knew that. But, you know, hitting the fairway is hitting the fairway. I mean, give me a freaking break. Horrible. Louis Oosthuizen on 17. How do you miss that fairway? You know, and then he, he, he actually makes a drop and has a, a very makeable par putt, and he missed that. Then he misses the fairway on 18 where he'd eagled it the day before. I mean, these guys just fell apart. The best golfers in the freaking world falling apart at the U.S. Open. And DeChambeau, the defending champ, you wouldn't think he would have a meltdown like that, a 44. I could go out and shoot a 44 at Torrey Pines for crying out loud. All right, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you get the point. That was some of the worst golf I have ever seen. That was awful. Absolutely terrible. You're, you, you're getting me all excited on Father's Day to watch the back nine of the U.S. Open, and I got to watch that? That was terrible. That's about as bad as it gets. Oh, those golfers should be embarrassed. That's terrible. And that's my rant for today. Hey, really appreciate you checking out the podcast. Hope you have a great day. And don't forget to check out my video rants as well over on YouTube. Hope you'll enjoy them. Folks, always so great to check me out here on If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.